Welcome to the season opener of the Progress with Unity podcast. We're at Ealing the Beach Hill Boot Cycling End, ready for the 2015-16 season. And we're all sat around the table. Are we happy, fellas? Hey, yes. Yes. yes, so far, so far. Uh, Leon Barnett is still here, and uh, Jason Pierce is still here, but Jason Pierce is injured. And of course, we've got uh, a couple of people left over from last year. Number 42, Grant Salt. Get him, Ernalty, bring him back. Bring him back. Get him in. The old stager now of the club. He's been with us, what, two seasons? Is he our longest serving player? No. I believe so. No, Lee Nichols. Lee Nichols. <laughs> right, Lee, Lee Nichols. Lee Nichols is. Mm. And how old is he? 23. 22. How many games does he play? Is our longest? Two. I don't know. There you go. Bring back the Holt. Holt, Holt is your man, I'm telling you. Holt is your man. Get him back with it, I'm telling you. He's good for 50 goals this season. What's his injury status currently? When's he back? Well, he's back in training. He's October, they reckon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. October. It's a bad injury that he's had, especially for somebody of his age as well. Yeah. I tell you what, if he has a good season, there'll be a, an air of redemption about it. But if he doesn't, bloody hell, what a waste of money that's been. Another Baselli. Not what well, I expressed in Baselli. Baselli was out on loan and we didn't lose as much as people think we lost. But bloody hell, he's been paid a fortune, he's done absolutely sod all. I hope he has a good season, I really do. He scored with his backside, Paul. He can his backside and a bloody pile of money. That's so. class, isn't it? Yeah, that is class. Right, how are we going to finish the season? What's going to happen? Who's going to be the favourites? Who's the favourites for the drop? What do we see happening? Sheffield United, Wigan. Well, the two favourites, the bookies, not off the rug, although they were last year. But the thing is, the difference between last year well it's goals that's the thing goals the difference between us and Watford last year our top scorer James McLean got six goals and Troy Deeney well how many did he get 27 28 was it oh, you yes. know a massive massive difference which well, is why I'm keen to see what our Mackay Greg see what they do top of the league I don't think we'll get into the promotion why well, no I think we'll have a slow start right but I think the two top teams will get a bit of a gap going and we'll, we'll be chasing them towards the end, but we won't quite make it or finish the And who do you see as being the top sides? I, I think, I think Sheffield United yeah. and I think Bradford. Right. I'm going to put my neck on the line and say we'll go up as champions, followed by Bradford Sheffield United. Between them two, I think, they're going to be behind us. But I definitely think... Uh, I, I'm anybody with Simon Gert, but Latics uh, up as uh, champions. I don't care who gets relegated, to be honest with you. I think Bury are going to be surprised uh, option this year. Mm. I remember sat here this time last year saying very similar things to what's been said over here in the table. Thought we'd repeated well, we had a strong squad finish fifth the season before. So I'm sat here a lot more cautious this season. Given what's happened in the past 12 months, I'd take a mid-table finish. I think we'll finish above that. But, but I think we might just sneak in the playoffs. It's not very often I say this, but I haven't got a bloody clue. <laughs> I don't know the teams we're up against. I don't know the players we've got even yet. How can you predict a, a finish on that? Sixth. Sneak at playoffs. And yeah. that's just, just ill-informed guesswork. Yeah, picking a number out of thin air. Yeah. I'll settle for mid-table mediocrity. I think that would be a success at this point, considering what happened last season. In this division, how you play as a team is the most important thing. It doesn't matter that we've got these £500,000 players costing all this money. They could cost five quid. If they play well together, that is where we're going to see some success. If it gels, top six. If it doesn't, mid-table, and I'll settle for that. Start off with Coventry. Coventry versus Wigan Athletic, League One, game on Saturday the 8th of August. Sadly, come two one, two nil, two nil. Three of us were there on Saturday. Myself, Simon, and Rob. Mm-hmm. What a lovely ground, yeah. backing ground, yeah, nice. Easy access, loads of parking, friendly, uh, friendly stewarding, friendly opposition fans. Yeah, it's a decent setup. Yeah. Everything around the ground or in the ground. You know, the only gripe would be the climb up the step, dirt seats, but yeah, it was a bit, wasn't it? <laughs> oxygen yeah. mask at the end. But yeah. <laughs> and if you wanted a wee, you had to go well, in, to the depths. Only put wasn't it? Sorry, what? They, they, they were, yeah, they were, they were in a funny yeah, place. Yeah. 
I see one comment, someone went for a burger at the burger stand and got told that they don't sell burgers. <laughs> right. Mm. Well, we'd be worried Coventry, weren't they? Yeah. So that was Coventry, and, and that was that. Yeah, ref, ref shocker. <coughs> Scott, thank you. Yeah. We had him, we've had him before. But I thought that he were bad for both sides as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like he was biased against us. Right, okay. So, we're all looking forward to our, our big home game. First home game of the season. Uh, League Cup, pulled in Bury. And believe it or not, the crowd that we had, 5,484. I heard some people more than saying that uh, nobody's interested in us. Athletics fans. But that crowd is the biggest own gate we've had in this competition at this stage since the 1980-81 season wow. when we pulled in 5,512 against crew so it was a good gate and it was when people did turn up and then they, once they got that goal the confidence was up when we set back a little bit and, and we started to struggle um, any doubts over the penalty? No Absolute ridiculous, wasn't it? Well, it depends. I didn't see it. It was a Friday night challenge. I was, be, I was busy being confused by UHT milk. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I, I got an half-time coffee, and because that, that coffee's a bit harsh, I get a couple of them UHT milks to put in it. And I come back to my seat, sat down, drunk my coffee, and then I just realised that I still had these UHT milks in my pocket, so I picked it out, looked at it, and it says, for best before date, you see bottom. And when you look on bottom, it's for best before date, see flap. Well, where's the flap on a UHT milk? Paul, this could go so to so many places I was, I was confused. So I it did say, I found it, and it only took a minute, well, not even a minute, it only took a couple of seconds, but it was right at the point where they got the penalty. Uh, yeah, well, it was a definitely a stonewall penalty. So UHT milk was more entertaining than Wigan Athletic, is oh, what you're saying? You know, I, I pulled out some venger, didn't see anything. At least you got some milk for you guys. <laughs> so, uh, whistle went shortly after they scored the penalty and that was it. And there was a, was a few boos at the back of me, which I, I yeah, had some, bizarre, some mental support as well. Well, they fucked idiots, certainly. Yeah, well, they are. Mm. Yeah. Idiots. Um, idiots. Talking of idiots, I was coming coming off and walking home and uh, this guy with his son comes walking up behind us and he says he's no respect so I thought is he talking to me and I turned around and he, he said he's no respect I said who that Leon Clark I said why he said the way he celebrated so I thought was it one of this I said yeah he's, he's scored goals he's not his out you know he's a point to prove yeah but we've paid his wages for the past three seasons what Right. So that's exactly what I said. I said, no, we've not. I said, he's spent 10 games with us. No, no, he's been with us for three years. Really aggressive, right in my face. Is he getting mixed up with Grant Holt? I don't know. Grant Holt's only been with us for two seasons, so I don't know. Uh... Hey, whoa, 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 don't have a go at Sir Grant. <laughs> don't have a go at Holt, eh? He's going to be our saviour this season, you watch. Right, welcome to the latest Progress with Unity podcast. We're out on location this evening as we're at the DW Stadium. Uh, really before the Scunthorpe game, we're still waiting for our first win of the season. How are we feeling? About, about the season, I mean. I think it's, uh, it's early days. I think there's a lot of panic around the place already, um, which is a bit of a worry. And I think the worry is the crowd getting on the players' backs and putting too much pressure on. So I think we just need to be patient and see the first sort of six games or so as just a settling in period. Okay. Do you think the crowd getting on people's backs was a bit of a problem last year because we were hearing the boos as early as like ten games in, maybe even early. I heard the boos uh, last Tuesday night. Yeah, I, heard I mean last season. Uh, this season. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was a problem, yeah. I think it was a problem. I think it's similar because the expectation last season was right from the start that we were going to blitz the league or something, and it didn't work out that way. And then this season, I think it's the same. Do you think the club could perhaps do something about that and lower the expectations a little bit? Because I know Sharpie's come out and said, <laughs> we're going to win it this season, we're going to get top two. Yeah, but does he really think that? Did he not say that as a fan? Did he not say it? I mean, I know people it, it, who, who said, I wish Anthony said that, I wish it had been, but I don't. I want him to say, let's let's kick ass, let's let's do it, let's, let's steamroll everybody. Yeah. Whether we are going to do it or not, 
why not be positive? I think someone on Vital said that if he'd have come out and said um, looking for mid-table or something like that, then it would have just gone down the other way. It would of course it would. Have been yeah. They, they've yeah. got to get a re- reality check, haven't they? I mean, they're looking back at the Premier. Uh, the supporters? Yeah, the supporters. Mm. This is a small club. It's a feeder club for the Premier or the bigger clubs. And they bring young lads in, don't they? And they just... These young lads need to stay. This is what I'm worth. I'm worth a lot. And put themselves on the fucking market yeah. and play well. But I think the still the managers instilling like steadiness, isn't he? By the looks of the games, I just want them to just like what? What's the word? Have a go. Have a go. Yeah. Have a go. Yeah. Just go at him. Just yeah. go at him. Two up front. Let's, let's yeah. Counter attack. And when you see that chance, just go for it. They all just seem to hold back, don't they? And just, oh, I'm looking at the manager. Am I doing the right thing? Do you thing? not think that'll come, though, as, as, as the games progress? Do you know he said down his programme, hasn't he? Yeah. He said down his programme. Saturday's visit to Gillingham. The Gills. The Gills, yeah, we're at the Gills. We're at the Priestfield Stadium. Ever been there, anyone? I've, I've been, uh, yes, years ago. Is it like going to the ends of the earth? Well, I'm not going again, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Horrible and miles and miles away. Yeah. It's only 15 quid to get in, though, isn't it? No, it's, it's oh, a decent go. price. It, yeah. It's the travel, though, and it kills you, that. Well, it's as if you've lost coming by, can't yeah. the last, I mean, just uh, The last time we played, I remember playing Gillingham, was uh, in the playoffs. Oh. And I went down oh, to Wembley, yeah. there was uh, Brian, my friend, who's no longer with us, he, he's sadly passed away. And we went down, I used to have a look at Kia Pride, Ray remember that. There were five blokes in this Kia Pride, and we parked up. Smaller than the Mini. Smaller yeah. than the Mini it was, yeah. We, <laughs> we parked up at Gus at uh, Wembley, because Brian used to work for Gus. And it was right at the side of Wembley Stadium. And we got out, but we got out of the car, we parked up. And it was where the Gillingham fans were. And there were thousands upon thousands upon thousands of them. But, did we have a treat? We walked, maybe walked, about 25 yards, and a girl just run past us, and she was a proper buxom lady, and she lifted her Gillingham top up, and she'd no brassiere on, and she's the biggest pair of jugs I've seen oh, in yes, and it was fantastic, and she went wisdom round, like, doing a party trick with them, and that, that image is still in my mind today, <laughs> and I have always got a soft spot, or should I say hard spot, for Gillingham, well, so, the, the, my second team in this league is Gillingham. Have they got any places left on trial? I suggest, let's get down there on Saturday. See what transpires. That girl's 20 years old and I remember, Rob. Yes, all right. Yeah. I've got. I've got loads of greys now, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was, she was only, uh, yeah, she was quite young in the, well, not quite young, I'll start, start again. She's probably about 20, 21. So she was, uh, oh, she's yeah. past it now. <laughs> oh, she's married. Rob, right. Finishing your room. Okay then, on oh, no, that no, note, we'll uh, tickle off. Right, okay, a new feature each week. Uh, we're going to hand over to one of our panellists who are going to provide the preview of the up-and-coming game and they're going to read it out for us all to enjoy. So here's Dan with his crucial preview. You stole my joke. Oh, sorry, Dan. Oh, Saturday's That's that's cruel of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so this is my preview for the crew game on Saturday the 29th of August at the D-Dub. The manager is Steve Davis, the former Burnley, Burnsley and crew defender. Not to be confused with another Burnley centre-back by the name of Stephen Mark Davis. Or indeed, the snooker player, oh. as you mentioned there, Barry. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, interesting. Yeah, Steve, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, now, before we go on to my verdict, <laughs> I have a couple of not-so-fun facts here. Crew actually won the John Stones paint trophy... The Johnstons paint trophy, sorry. Oh, you've got yeah. Johnstones on your Johnstones on the back. Yeah, yeah. In 2013, but this was obviously overshadowed by a certain other team's FA Cup win. And Crew also run a FIFA soccer tournament on their YouTube channel. George Cooper beats Ben Garrett on penalties to become the latest holder of this prestigious title. And that was posted on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Oh, and I've just spoiled that for you in case you want to go and watch that. Right, anyway, finally, before we do go this evening, uh, there is uh, a little thread going on one of the w- websites, Vital Wigan, obviously. Uh, well, the websites are available. And <laughs> it's asking, uh, somebody started, Craig, who, who was on the podcast from Australia last week, is asking what people's favourite era is in, in the Latics 
in their time watching the lasses and people come up with different suggestions you know and I was just wondering what, what your favourite eras are my personal I mean I've got I look back and there's brilliant memories from all over but if I had to pick one era just one particular era and say I pin my hat on that that is my best it will be the last two years of Roberto Martinez's reign for lots and lots yeah. of different reasons but that is my my favourite era for me it's a toss up between that era and the the year that dreams came true you know we got promoted to so the jewel yeah the jewel Maybe those two years, the first, the the promotion season and the first season in the Premier League, you know. With the Carling Cup. Yeah. Pals. It was, yeah. You know, it was a roller coaster from start to finish, top yeah. of the league at one point. And I think from when we stayed up, that season that we stayed up at Stoke on the last day until Martin has left, that year was superb. The roller coaster of emotions of, oh, we're down at bottom at Christmas and staying up on the last day or. Going the West Ham game was in there yeah, as well. Yeah, West Ham game. Yeah. Um, Beating United at home, Arsenal away within a week. I think that was just superb. But I can't really think of much. And obviously winning the FA Cup. Oh, yeah, of course. Can't forget about that. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's my favourite. And uh, four, uh, was it four minutes of lesser Everton as well? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. That was in, in the. Gareth? Well, obviously the Premier League years were terrific, you know. Even though we were hanging on by the skin of our teeth at times. But my favourite was the promotion season under Paul Jewell with uh, Ethan Ellington and Jason Roberts and Lee McCulloch and Jimmy Pollard. I thought we played some terrific football and it was it was a joy to watch back from the other occasion, but that happens. Yeah, yeah. Dan? I'm going to be boring and pick the same one as Gareth and Simon because it was just such a great time at the club, I thought. Every home game was like an away game because the south stand, you just stood there and it was heaving, it was boiling hot and you could feel the perspiration coming from everyone. Does that chant one of the West Ham, West Ham that give us a song? I don't think they've ever given us a song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was... We don't. <laughs> it was fantastic. 25,000 each week. Well, it wasn't... It was more like 18,000, 19,000 each week, but... It probably worked that out. But it felt like... Because the East Ham was shut. To home fans, wasn't it? It was away fans yes. only at the East Stand. Yeah. Oh, we, swap, we swapped, didn't we? No. Well, that was the first prem. season of the Prem, yeah. yeah. But yeah. So, no, Redden had that, that section, didn't they, for uh, the day we who got promoted? Well, yeah. there's so many to choose from. I was thinking about it. I, I, I was like, is it, is it past your rule up me when you're a teen? And, and, and we was in the Northern Premier then, and I used to go down there, I used to roll my pants up before I went to the toilets for a week because I was swimming in, in Urine. But it was great, and the club was small. Every time you went, it huddled you, you know, give you a cuddle. I, I think, you know, even looking back to, you know, some of my early memories at Springy, you know, at City, you know, the playoffs and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. You know, times like that, or... Yeah. I, there's not really been a, a time you thought, God, I hate being a wing athletic fan. Even when Brian Dean decides to score against yeah. you at the DW. Mm. You might be right, though, because something's just popped in, in my head. Possibly my favourite era... Is from November 1971 when I went to my first game against the Fraxton FA Cup until now. I think yeah. that it's just brilliant, isn't it? So many happy memories. You just, yeah, it's hard. Preston away, Reading away. Yeah. Fabulous. We've, had, we've suffered two relegations on the boat, well, more or less on the boats, but it's still our club, you know, and we still, yeah. we, you look at all the good times that we've had. Yeah, and we've still only been relegated three times in our history. How many clubs can say that? So not not that Played in Europe, cup winners. Yeah. So it's just brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No know. worries, no money, no history. It doesn't matter, does it? Let's go We've back got to everything. Yeah. Let's go back to those glory days. So I think Ellington's on a freeze, so yeah. <laughs> maybe get Roberts back out yeah. of uh, retirement. Ellington's played for us this season, hasn't he? Uh, the, in the uh, pre-season games, yeah. yeah. Teal Jarrett. <laughs> Yesterday was indeed transfer deadline day and we may or may not have signed one or more players from Bolton. We did, and it was one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the end of this, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for summing that up for me, Paul. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, I've got some stats, or at least some profiles, on the players that we have purchased on transfer deadline day. Would you like to hear them? And anybody can shout out at any point if they've got anything to say about these guys if they've got any quick facts or anything otherwise interesting we've got 
Andy Kellett, who Pretty is... Goal of season in Football League, really, yeah. mm. Played with Reese James at United. Yes. <laughs> did we sign him from Bolton? Yes, we did. We signed yeah. him from Bolton on a three-year deal. Born in Bolton. He was indeed. And he has a, seven. a strong Bolton accent as well. He has, of course, been on loan at Man U and Plymouth. Left back. Left back. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a defender, but I didn't know more than that. We needed cover, to be honest. We only had James there, didn't we? So, well, signing. he's not actually the only defender that we've been doing business with this week. Jack Hendry, 20 years old, also a defender, has been signed from Parsic on a four-year deal, a really long-term deal, and so far he's made four pro appearances for the Jags. Anybody know anything more about Hendry? He doesn't leak 20. He doesn't, <laughs> he does he? <laughs> And finally, for the signings on Transfer Deadline Day, announced at approximately 6.15pm, is, I've got to be careful how I say this, the Slovenian Haris Vujkic, the 23-year-old attacking midfielder who we've loaned from Newcastle to the end of the season. And I've been interviewing John Latimer, who is the former Vital Rangers editor, and he says he's got a bit of a reputation as a diver, but he will win you the odd penalty. Now, Rangers boss McCall has had some serious words with him about his diving antics, apparently, so hopefully he's cleaned up his act. But basically, if it wins us a few penalties, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> oh hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Oh. Round this very table, we were slagging Fortuny off for doing that. I wasn't. Well, I was. And I don't like it. Now, if, he, if he's a diver, he can go with Tom Watts' features to Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Daly. Tom Daly as well. Aye. Tom Jones. Well, Tom Jones, yeah, he had the voice. <laughs> now, the thing is, though, it worries me that if he's coming with a reputation as a diver, right, then he's not played enough pig in games, really, in the last 12 months to get a reputation as a diver, hasn't he? Now, you, you say, how many goals did he score in that long period? Eight. How many of them are penalties? Mm, I don't know. That'd be interesting. How many penalties? How many penalties? Yeah, he's there. He get he gets some, don't he? Is it one of these where you have the, you have the arrangement? If I get a penalty, I'm taking it. One of them. Well, they could do it that way down in the second tier in Scotland. I don't know. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Was that? Oh dear. Was that too deep? I'm sorry. Now, I'm sorry, for, John. Now, don't forget, all the Rangers fans north of the border have a soft spot for Wigan. Because let's not forget, this is the this is the place where they came to collect their uh, Europa League final tickets that time, and um, every everyone I've spoken to always said, "Oh yeah, 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 the DW Stadium, we came there, and they love us." So Dan, for international relations, don't slag them off. I'm sorry. Yes, I'd just like to say that Rangers are very good. I like them. We like Rangers, yes. We love them here on the Progress with Unity podcast. <laughs> we'll get all the Celtic fans writing in now with all the hate mail, won't we? You cannot win. You cannot win. I have my fingers crossed. <laughs> yes, and of course, we've given them three of our players, haven't we? Yeah. Keenan, yeah. Wycon, and Tavernier, yes. No so better on, sat- on Saturday Sunday when they scored. They got a brace, wag on. Yeah. Tavernier scored five and eight. Yeah, yeah, for penalties. Yeah, once he's it, he's seen Tavernier <laughs> The next topic for discussion this evening, I'd like to be, is who has impressed so far, and that who has impressed this season. And just throw it all open on the table to see what we think. I go with Craig Davis. He's doing a solid job. They say his fitness levels have picked up. Played 90 minutes and he's, he's working, he's a grafter. Nice. That's what you need. Yeah, so we're six games in and we've got three wins a draw and, and two defeats, obviously, and we're growing a little bit into the season now, aren't we? Sam is picking out Craig Davis. Make you, you, you impress you so You know, I've got to be honest with you, and I said I've not seen enough of them. I'm, I'm just impressed with Wigan Athletic at the moment. I think Caldwell's doing a good job. Mm. Adam, who's impressed you so far? Uh, I think the man between the sticks, Richard O'Donnell, I think he's been very impressive. Yeah. Although conceding two on Saturday, I thought he was really good. Um, he stopped it from conceding the first half of a great header. Uh, well, it was a great header again by Barnett, but this time he saved it. Good save from a free kick, I believe, as um, well. Says everything that we've not conceded at home yet. Doncaster were a big threat when they came, and he did make some really impressive saves. Sacked sat them, as you say, sat them. Yeah, Scott sacked those today as well. Mm. Like, like a poor man's night. Doncaster. 
Yeah. So, uh, Richard, hold on. Yeah. Dan? I'm quietly impressed by Reese James. Particularly going forward, I have to say. But he's been solid at the back as well. So, yeah. I think he's bedded in for the season there. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm with like, what seems to be the majority, actually. Uh, David Perkins. He's just going about his job. He's, he's really consistent. He's, he's never... Now it's a ten, but he's he's always a seven or an eight yeah. every game, and he's. I just think he's uh, considering his our first signing. I think you know they must have had their eye on him as well. It must have been yeah. highlighted before. Yeah, Paul. Well, I think if you want to know who's impressed this season, you have to go back to last season, the club statement on the twenty seventh of March, which was along the lines of Jamie Roberts has come back to the club and been appointed head of player identification and recruitment because if you look at the players we've signed over the last couple of years they've been lemons most of them there's been a few decent ones but there's been a lot of lemons in there if you you go back before that and and in that press statement he said that Jamie Roberts had been at Latix for a while and he he disappeared to go and work for Prozone and if you go back to what would appear to be when he was last at Latix there's an awful lot of players who we've been linked with who you now find in much bigger clubs like for instance John Stones you know we were trying to get hold of him he went to Everton now he's England regular he also has a whole paint company named yeah. after him David De Gea we were linked with we were trying to get hold of him <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to get hold of David De Gea he goes to United <laughs> you know and it was clear at that point that we were identifying good players. Now, this lad's obviously come back in. Now, whether it is him or the people around him or whoever it is, between you, you've picked out some players that are playing well. You know, we've, we've pulled a squad together from nothing. Whoever is picking these players to, go, to then go out and buy them is doing a damn fine job. And that's who I think, you know, albeit they're behind the scenes, they're not, they're not kicked the ball. Well, that's who I think's done the best job so far this season the majority of them players we've picked out by Reese James have either been a free or cost next to nothing yeah. haven't they as well spent, that's a, they spent nearly nothing on building yeah. a squad yeah. yeah well I mean when you look at that you, you mentioned there Perkins first first signing in the summer he's been one of the best players we've had they obviously saw him at Black Bill a bit of chaos let's go and have him straight away nailed him down next player in O'Donnell next player in Captain Morgan you know, and, then, and then you start going free free transfers you start going down the list and they've all been yeah and they've all been good players I mean, I mean you've got the advantage with, with those types of players in, in that situation that you can get your business done early you've not got to de- negotiate with a club have you to, to buy them you've just got to go to that player and say look we want you to come here here's the deal these lads have only played half a dozen games together and, and, and they're bonding like that I, I want to go out on a limb and predict we'll We'll go up this year, but I, I think that's I, th- I think we've got all the ingredients spot on. Good, yeah. Wow. It is starting to work now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think you've got to be optimistic, can't you? At this well, stage of the season, you... I try and take that emotion out of it, and, and and just look at the the quality. You know, we've got some quality players, yeah. and we've got the right attitude in the squad this year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, on Saturday we travelled off to Port Vale and unfortunately we couldn't grab the three points we lost two things one the kids that were causing aggro at the end deserved everything they got because they weren't looking for it but there was a point where <laughs> what was that um, there was a couple of kids looking for a looking for a bit of a scrap at the end I think they ended up with a kicking off the stewards but there was a point where one of the kids was walking up and there was a st- he didn't realise this, he was walking along the road, empty seats. He didn't realise that a steward had come round behind him. And the steward, being really clever like stewards are, tried to do... A, he tried to jump over the row of seats. He, he was right behind this kid, he tried to jump onto the, the lower row, the ne- next row down, and grab the kid at the same time. And he just went flying. And, you know, it, it was hilarious. He, he got up and he was alright but it was, honestly it was hilarious because yeah. he was trying to be dead clever and grab this kid and show this kid who's boss and he just went flat on his face excellent is that it? yeah that's it right. <laughs> I, I mean you make that sound like shite now but 
These were all <laughs> these these will tell you it were funny. Was it funny? It was funny. Yeah. yeah. Right. Alex, yeah. No. Was it like a, a Laura and Yeah, yeah. nice comedy sketch. Yeah. yeah, it was one of them where if you put it, <coughs> if you put it on YouTube, it'd get a. a uh, Harry Hill's, it'll be alright yeah. on the night, whatever it is. Yeah, if you do it, it's on it, if you put it on YouTube. That. Right, okay. Well, let's leave Port Bell behind. We'll give them a walloping when they come here. Get our own back. We've got a big game on Saturday when we face a team we've not seen in Wigan since uh, 1976, 17th of April 1976, in the Northern Premier League days. And just for the sake of a nice pun, Mick will do the Fleetwood preview this week. So it's Mick's Fleetwood <laughs> preview. <laughs> so over to you, Mick. Well, most people that I know have all visited Blackpool either for a day, a saucer little weekend, or for a jolly with the kids to the Pleasure Beach. But how many of us have actually jumped on one of those famous Blackpool trams? You know, especially in Blackpool when it's been chucking it down, there's been nothing to do. And so you decide to take the kids up the road on the tram and gone to Fleetwood. I've been to Fleetwood. Have you? Well, Not well. one of them trams, I went in a van and delivered some paint to a marine supply shop. So, Fleetwood, this weekend's opponents, the Cod Army. Famous for TVR cars. And fish. Fish. And also, uh, the biggest single employer in Fleetwood is Loft Houses. Now, they make some very famous throat lozenges. Now, I've never sucked a fisherman's friend, but I've been out with a boy who has. Right? And it's also the home of that colossus in the music industry. I think we all know who this fella is. The giant of a man in the musical business. Yes, well done, Barry. Alfie Bowie, you know that clack warbler, thopera singer as we say down here. You never heard of Alfie Bowie? No. Oh, I don't know. You, you, you're Philistines, a lot of you. Uncultured. No. I thought you okay. were going to say Mick Fleetwood for a minute. Well, <laughs> if, if, well Mick Fleetwood if, was if actually born in Red Ruth. So if you said Alfie Ball, I would have heard of him, but there you go. Back yeah. home, Mick. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Now, there's been a football team kicking around in uh, Fleetwood since the late 1880s. Now, but the original Fleetwood FC only came about in existence in about 1908. Now, they've been based at their elegantly named home of Highbury since 1934. And they played in their strip of red shirt with white sleeves. That's where all the similarities with their very famous London club who used to play at uh, Highbury. And that's where all the similarities end. The red and white kit was introduced as part of a sponsorship deal with a local fishing trawling company. That's important in the life and history of Fleetwood. Because this money that came into the club actually got, got some minor successes, especially in the 1920s where they won the Lancashire Junior Cup, the Lancashire Combination Championship. And in the 1930s they actually put together three combination cup wins. Marvellous. Absolutely marvellous. Did they play in Wigan Borough then? They might have done. But that was before Wigan Athletic came into existence in 32. And then they spent many, many, many years in mediocrity. You know, various leagues, falling out of um, administration, etc. And then came the war. Not the Second World War, or the Korean War, or even the Vietnam War. The Cod War. Now, those thieving, poaching bunch of Icelandic pirates, right, ripped <laughs> the fishing fleets of Fleetwood to bits. Now, the thing is, though, is the significance and importance of that is the fact that they lost sponsorship deals. When you rip the heart out of a town, you lose your sponsorship, you lose the money to come to actually games. And Fleetwood actually suffered because of that. So they again went on that roller coaster called Football Club Existence. They ended up in some of the small divisions and the basement of football, no man land. You know, those clubs what the tax dodging, inland revenue, shouldn't be saying that really, but that's where they all end up anyway because of what they do. But really, the 1970s saw a big slump in Fleetwood's uh, fortunes. However, 1977 saw a phoenix moment in the, the history of Fleetwood Town. Because they rebuilt, became Fleetwood Town FC, and they joined the Cheshire League. They improved on that, and in 1983, they actually contested an FA Bears final at Wembley. However, they lost 3-1 to Wales Owen. And in 1987, they actually helped to form the first division of the Northern Premier League. Now, we've been in the uh, football league then for what, eight years? So, we're, we're ahead of them, we're ahead of them on that. So having risen through the football's forgotten leagues and having had more name changes than Elizabeth Taylor, 
Fleetwood made good progress from the lower echelons of the Wilderness Leagues. They actually got three promotions in four years. Well done, Fleetwood. And having played uh, played around in the Unibond League, the Blue Square Bet Premier, and the league where we're not really that good kind of league, they finally made it into the Football League in 2011-2012 as actual champions of the Football Conference. I hasten to add, though, Mr Fleetwood's that it was 32 years after Wigan had actually gone through the same kind of uh, process. Fleetwood currently have a squad of 41 registered players, of which 28 of them are actually English. There's one Welsh lad, two French lads, a Jamaican, one Yank, and one Icelander. Oh. <laughs> Eggert Jonsson. Oh. Now, Eggert is the son of Jonsson the Codwarrier, who was a 1970s famous pirate poaching son of a... <laughs> 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 so, but, but to heal diplomatic relations, they've actually taken them on and given them a squad number. <laughs> now, can anybody else name any real famous people from Fleetwood? I'll start you off. Jean Rigby. Jean Rigby, the Mezzo Soprano. You all know her, don't you? Oh, you need to get some culture, you guys. Something else that's very famous from Fleetwood is the one-way system. Now, we're not talking about the one-way system of traffic. We're talking about an actual rock band called one-way system. The other top rock band from there is Kiss the Gypsy. I've got all, I've got all their records out. Have <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody ever heard of the group Tea Party? The Canadian rock band Tea Party? No? Well, no. neither have I, and I don't care. <laughs> but famous people to come from... Um, Fleetwood. Cardinal William Allen. How many Cardinal Allen skills have you heard of throughout the country? Um, um, well, he was a Catholic Cardinal, least said about him, the better, because he was a right rogue and renegade. Um, <clears throat> Dan Forshaw, sure, the famous jazz musician. Now, some people must have heard of him. Uh, international, oh, I'm good, great. Sid Little. Hey, right, moving on. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on quickly then. And to finish, remember those Loch Ness posters, them Loch Ness pictures? Oh, the guy who took those uh, pictures there, Frank Searle, what heralded from Fleetwood. Oh. So we welcome the Cod Army on, on Saturday, and I'm sure somebody else has got more interesting facts about well, it. Well, no, so that's When they actually started the rise through the league, though, that was uh, due to a bit of finance, wasn't it? There was a fallout in the Blackpool boardroom, which is quite surprising because the Blackpool boardroom is, is a stable boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know. As we, you know, so we don't... Oh, just yes, a stable. Yeah. Manny, Manny Flores, how are you doing? Good evening, special guest. Good evening, Barry, and good evening, the podcast team. Good evening, sir. Obviously, a wonderful day for you on, on uh, Saturday with your Jordan starting this first game and scoring an absolute cracker of a goal. Yeah, it's um, a dream come true for us all, the family, you know, Jordan himself as well. I don't think you could have had a better better full debut, really. Well, league debut. And we're still buzzing. Mm. Still buzzing from it. But yeah, I mean, he, he scored a good goal, but he also had a good game as well, didn't he? You know, I mean, sometimes a player will make his debut, his league debut, like you said, his full league debut, and if he scores, that all the crowd say, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, but he, he, he might not have played the best. But he had a really good game as well, and he had, he had an hand in Jacobs' goal, didn't he? Or a foot in it, not an hand. And his overall play was both going forward and covering back as well, was, was absolutely fantastic. I think with Jordan, and he is a, a good player, but my concern has been that, like someone mentioned, in, obviously before the podcast started, about managers being frightened of giving the young players an opportunity in the team. In my opinion, no, we're in League One, and if you can't give your, your, you know, your promising young players game time in League One, then you know when, when are they going to get the game time? I mean, I could understand it a little bit when the team was in the Premier League, when you know he, he took his time with, with players like McManaman, for example, and you know James McCarthy and James McCarthy. But we're in League One now, and, and last season, when Jordan got onto the bench at Brentford, there was players like Jordan, Tim Cho, Ryan Jennings, and Lee Nichols. I thought they'd have a more of a of an opportunity already, you know. But obviously, with all these signings coming in, it's been hard for them to like make make the breakthrough. But I can understand, obviously, you know, the manager bringing all these players in. Obviously, he wants a decent squad. But I just hope he doesn't forget about these promising young players that that, that he has got. Coming through. Listening to, to what Carl was saying, it sounds like he, he, he won't do it. It sounds like he's as pleased 
that there's people coming through as, as, as the rest of us, you know, coming yeah. through from the academy teams. Isn't there? I mean, some of the players we sign as well are young, youngsters, aren't they? I mean, like, you think of Rhys James, he's dropped on a Bandaniel, sorry, Max Power, they're still yeah. quite young players, aren't they? And I think, I mean, John's, what is he now, 19? 19, 19. 19. Mm. I must say, man, what are you feeling on? Because he's a, he's, a, he's a proper lad, isn't he? Yeah, you know, he's, he's, not, <laughs> he's not a thin lad or a skinny lad. Or, he, he looks like a bloke. Yeah. He's well built. He just eats the right things, you know, yeah. and um, and just, I don't know, he's just, he looks after himself as well. When he does go out, he might, you know, after a game on a Saturday, he'll only have a couple of drinks, you know, and he, he doesn't go overboard. He eats the right things and and he, he does, you know, get a lot of rest and, and he's, you know, and, and that's it really. There's no, like, sort of secret. Obviously he works hard at the training ground as well because that's important. And during the, the, um, the close season... The gaffer, as in Gary Caldwell, told the lads to come. Make sure you come back fitter and stronger for next season. So he really, he really did work hard in the in the in the summer. You know, he only had, really had one week off. So that's that's where he is today. You know, that's brilliant. So, that's brilliant. So seeing him, I mean, I, well, I know he was there as a kid, and then he, he left, and then he went back. But seeing his progression from from when he went back and playing with the development squad, the youth team, the development squad, etc. Uh, could you see this this time coming? Was you always confident that he was going to do it? I don't think you're ever confident. I think I've mentioned before that when, when he's been in the youth team, well, going, going even further back to the academy and then the youth team, there's always like really good players in those teams, but for some reason, they just don't get the breaks. Jordan has had the breaks at the right time. You know, there's a, there's a manager who's, who's like picked him and played him and, and believed in him. Uh, but there has been a lot of other players, you know, and again... Sometimes, I mean, I won't like to call it a lottery, but I do sometimes think that, I don't know, you, your face has got to fit. Mm. You know, obviously you've got to like stay clear of injury as well, because he had a really good friend in the youth team called Jordan Unsworth, who lives in Inley, and Jordan was a great player, but he got a really bad injury and a bad illness, and, and he, unfortunately he fell, you know, he fell away, but again, that comes into it as well, a bit of luck, you know, with injuries and that. But, you know, Jordan has been four because he did get released. I don't know if you, if you know, he got released, Jordan, when he was under 11. He'd been at Latic since he was six, got released under 11. And I do firmly believe that that was the making of him, getting released, because at the time he weren't in Jordan's football and he came back with a point to prove. He's just gone on, gone on from there, really. So things so, like this just don't happen. It's like it's been a, it's been a long journey, you know. Will you just spend the four years then? Went playing for, well, luckily he... he, he he went to school at Our Ladies Aspel and he played for Wigan School Boys at yeah. uh, under 11s. Then he went to St George's at Orwich and then got uh, picked for Bolton School Boys and played for the school team there. And then he went to, ended up playing for Greater Manchester School Boys. So oh. he's been he's been representing the the towns and county uh, as well as you know representing his school team. Mm-hmm. He had a season at Junior Latics, uh, had a season at Ladybridge. And obviously he's played for Aspel Juniors as well. Oh, so thoughts, yeah. Well, I was Juniors, wondering when that was going to come in. Well, yeah. he played Aspel Juniors until he got signed by Wigan officially yeah. under Nardwood. Then he couldn't play for another team. But yeah. he's had a little bit of a. There's been a little bit of a mix in there. But there's a lot of people who you've like got a got a thank along the way. Mm. A lot of managers have believed in him and let him express himself and let him enjoy his football. And I think that is that is a secret behind players eventually like going on and making it they've got to enjoy it they've got to develop and they, 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 they develop by enjoying it if they're playing at an academy and they're just going through the motions and, and not enjoying it they won't they won't progress oh, brilliant so it's good that the local lads are getting a chance it yeah. is yeah I was watching a clip on the internet we played Man United in our last season yeah. and the amount of challenges that United put in flying into the Old Trafford flying in nothing given nothing given it was a massive challenge on both of you nothing given them there was one challenge from that take referee blows up and it's United free kick and you get fed up with that yeah. the, the phantom penalty in the third minute yeah don't complete dive give a penalty you've paid 46 quid for your ticket they missed it but that's not the point they went on for winning 4-0 yeah but the point is you're paying 46 quid and you're seeing a blatant dive give us a penalty I mean we don't have much chance of winning at Old Trafford anyway you've definitely not got a chance when decisions like that aren't there Phil Dowd ruined my Christmas because <laughs> 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 I was there on the boxing day when he sent Connor Salmon off and off and oh, off yeah. Yeah, exactly mm. but you don't get I mean you're alright you get some dodgy decisions down in, in every league but you've got a chance when you know you're down well, here because they're the same. Yes. At least if the dodgy decisions go both ways, you don't. You know, yeah. you, you kind of 
There's no, obviously this is just because refs eat the crap, aren't they? That's yeah. why. Treat everybody not, not biased. Whereas mm. uh, up there, it's, it's just a bit of bias, isn't it? It's, it does seem. They lean towards the, 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 uh, the top sides, so they say they don't. Right, before we finish tonight, uh, Mick's got a little bit of something he'd, he'd like to share with us about a game in midweek. Just like to bring it to everybody's attention that the Holt Master is on his way back. Played a full 90 minutes, scored two goals, um, laid on the third one, but they still lost 6 3. Ah, it's for the, uh, the development squad, weren't it, against Port Vale? Yeah, but glad to see he's back up front now. You know, you watch. Yeah. A lot of moaners there last night as well. Mourners? Yeah. In the crowd? Yeah. Disgraceful, I thought. Mm. Disgraceful. What does he want? Well. We're League One. We're in League One. We're a League One team. I've, I've got a quote for you from one guy sat behind me. Excuse me, French. We are shit. We were better in the Premier League. <laughs> well, for me, that's pretty obvious. So that again. <laughs> we are shit. We were better in the Premier League. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, tell me, tell us something we don't know that you know we were better in the Premier League. We're you know we're in League One for a reason, but I think if you've got that kind of attitude, then why bother coming? Well, I've, I've started taking to calling them Piers Morgans because that's what they do. They don't, they don't tell you anything about what's happening. They tell you the score. They go, oh, it's shit, it's shit. We're losing. Oh, look how good we are. We winning. I know that myself. Don't need you to tell me. You know, tell me that such and such a body's pushing up a bit more, or sitting deeper, or playing wide. Don't just tell me what score is, because I'm all that. <laughs> well, you think they're just frustrated people, and, they don't, and it's just their way of expressing themselves. And deep down, they don't really mean it. Deep down, they, yes. they know we're a new side, we've got a young manager, we are in League One. No, I think, no. They, I think they genuinely believe it. Clueless morons. Oh, well, got, <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. Honestly, we've got a lot of morons as a club <laughs> who support us. And can't get away from it, they're everywhere. You only have to go on social media, but mm. see... Listen that. to podcasts. Do, do, you think, do you think that is something with football in general? Though? Not, oh, just, uh, not just our club, yeah. every, every club's yeah. got them, but we've got as many as anybody else. We discussed it before, weren't we, on, yeah. on the radio? I was saying to Rob before about Arsenal Wenger getting all the sticky gets yeah. off Arsenal fans and these talk shows. It's part good for the territory football. Yeah, I can't remember what there was, when we were driving home the other night, there was a guy on the radio, he says, Arsene Wenger, low rubbish, what we need is George Graham back. And they were, they, they were incredulous. They're like, are you being serious? This guy, bloody right arm. Get George Graham back, let's win 1-0 every week. What is George Graham doing these days? <laughs> if we win on Saturday, we'll be brilliant again. Yeah. Oh yeah, Caldwell will be the best in six lives. It's entertaining though, isn't it? I find it, I mean, I, I've seen stuff written down where, where people are saying, if you find it entertaining, there's something wrong with you. Something wrong? It's four goals, last minute goals at week in, week out, you don't know which way the results go in, there's exciting stuff, there's chances created at both ends. It's fantastic. Well, I don't know what people want for 10 to 15 quid a week. I tell you what, after some of that crap we watched at the back end of last season, I don't know what's up with We built this city, we built this city on rock and roll, we built this city, we built this city on rock. Silva and somehow it's kept out Carlos Tevez thought the goal was gaping for him Joel had other ideas He's got to go. The second yellow for Pablo Zabaleta. Manchester City are in trouble here.